find people all the time. They got Fox watching the hen house. Customer service does it. Well, they're driven to get orders out the door, not to do the right thing. We've got trained teams that can do that. Before we get started with the show, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Global Training Center. As trade compliance professionals, you want to make sure that your procedures and documentation are completed as correctly as possible to avoid any delays and possible fines. We provide a range of trade compliance courses that will fit your needs. From in-person or web training to recorded on-demand courses, we can train one or even thousands on your team through your learning platform or on our portal. We can even customize a private session for your team. Go to globaltrainingcenter.com to find out more. Hey, Andy crazy how um the year's going by fast i mean we're already a couple of months into the year and so <laughs> where has it gone right i mean it's it's crazy well and and there's so much uh you know again 20, 2023 is uh is not calming down in all the turmoil and different things that are going on with that but that said it's uh one of those things where you know, budgets are coming into play. Um, people are, are uh, somewhat overwhelmed when they're sitting down trying to do their planning for the year. And, and as they're looking at it um, and, and they see all the objectives that they've already set or finalized or whatever they've got going. And as they're looking at it, they're also looking at the budgets, the economy, different things. So right now, um, I know a lot of folks are going for, you know, bigger, better, faster, cheaper. With that, the scenario is how can I expand my resources without adding money if I can get away with that? And especially with the uh, import compliance folks, import export compliance, because <clears throat> the compliance area is kind of a lot of times treated as stepchildren. So it's almost, you know, get out of our way, go do your thing when, and, and we'll call you if we need you until the proverbial, you know, what hits the fan. And then it's like, well, why didn't you tell us? And it's like, they're overworked, underpaid, stressed out, underfunded as far as, uh, or understaffed. So, you know, there's a lot of that stuff going on. I, I, of course, you know, I'm, I imagine you remember some of those days yourself, Lalo. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's funny that you're saying that because um, I think the more um, executives or, 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 you know, higher ups listen to our show, they may realize because it's funny how mostly every one of our guests have spoken to that, you know, has said, you know, take your take your compliance people into account when you're making this business decision, etc. You know, it's just, it just has to, it has to be part of the equation, you know, and, uh, and um, and like you said, 2023 is not slowing down at all. You know, in fact, there's probably going to be a lot more enforcement. People, CBP has a um, uh, more experience in in uh, enforcing the the like the Uyghur force, you know, forced labor, um, you know, the, the Prevention the, Act, yeah. One, yeah, exactly. You know, and the 111s and any of the other tariffs and everything. I don't see those going away anytime soon either. So. You know, sometimes you just get overwhelmed and can't do it yourself, you know, which, and uh, you might need a little bit of help. So hopefully that was a good segue to what we're to our next guest. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. It's just uh, for uh, folks today. We, we've got a couple folks on that uh, uh, from uh, Vigilant that are uh, one of the, John Mack and Joe Burks. And Joe and I go way back. We're really, really good friends. Yeah, uh, we've been uh, of course, doing this for a long time, Andy. <laughs> 
<laughs> we, we sure have. And, and we've uh, got to talk through uh, some uh, tough times with both of our families at times and things and going on and, and whatnot. And by the way, I don't know if I told you, but uh, I'm a grandfather Ooh. now. So uh, that happened way back. Congratulations. So <laughs> greatest thing ever. Yeah, Andy. thank you. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm, it's like, uh, as we would say, I'm giddy as a filly on a spring morning there with that go. one, but I'm, I'm just, uh, elated, <laughs> but, uh, for our listeners, uh, actually I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation because, uh, both John and, and Joe are very knowledgeable in the industry. And I'm going to throw a couple things out of here is that, uh, first off, Joe, welcome to our show and, and, and John to you as well. Thank you so much for, uh, coming on board with thank us. Thank you, Andy. Glad to be here. Appreciate you having us. Oh, sure. Well, thank you all for coming on. Let me throw something at you here, buddy. Um, you kind of heard us probably talking in the, our intro here is, um, in, in talking through some things with what vigilant in a nutshell, what, uh, Joe, what is it that y'all do? And, uh, then we'll go from there. Cause I got a couple of questions. I want to no, throw at no you. No problem. Andy vigilant is a provider of global trade management managed services. So we actually help companies run their trade department. And what makes us different is we dedicate staff rather than having a bullpen and throwing it over the wall. What makes us different is we dedicate a person to your account and they learn your business and they become a, an augmentation of your trade team. That is phenomenal. All right. So here's the thing with what you're talking about there and it's managed services. So I, I, I get that if you're an executive of a company, uh, or in middle management or above or whatnot, and you're sitting there looking to say, what can I do? You've got more things out here. And, and one of them, uh, mentioned the, uh, Uyghur, um, uh, what is Forced it? Labor Prevention Act. The, uh, Thank you. I, I started to say slave labor. It's, it's not that. It's, it's anti-slavery. Thing, yeah. It's basic. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, act that uh, is in effect. Uh, other initiatives are going on. Basically, is with all the things that are happening, enforcement is, is ramping up. Um, so if you're an executive, you've got to look at it from a standpoint, how can you minimize your risk? But you've also got to look at things to say, not only minimizing your risk, but you got to take care of business. So as a whole, as I'm looking at this, Joe and, and John, I guess I'm, I'm looking at it as like, where is it that whether it's with Vigilant or some other provider out there is that where would be the opportunities for a medium to large size company that could probably come back around and maybe even a small company for that matter. But where, you know, uh, somebody like yourself, a service provider that could help them take care of the day in and day out type business uh, activities and allow them to use their higher expertise folks to be focused on things they need to be doing rather than pushing paper. Sure, Andy, without a doubt. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, you alluded to part of the problem we're starting to see with CBP doing more enforcement actions. You know, I read more and more every day about new enforcement actions or um, special programs or teams that have been set up to do that. And, and the value in Vigilant is we bring knowledgeable people to help you do that. 
we take the reactionary work so you can be proactive. And that's key because what we do is we do that repetitive day-to-day business, such as your HTS classification. That allows your people to be more proactive and start looking at a lot of this Forced Labor Prevention Act. And, uh, you know, we talked briefly or mentioned briefly about the new study that Biden's doing on uh, export controls and how um, U.S. products are getting into drones going into, uh, into Russia. So how are they getting those products? And Customs is going to start asking more and more questions of the general importing and exporting um, base. You know, what are you doing? How are you doing? Do you really know what you're doing? I think the third thing is, is that we bring a set of tools with us that are tried and true. We'll use different systems that are deployed. Now, we don't have a trade management system that we deploy. We've got partners that have those, but we've got many different tools that we use. Um, you know, one such thing is your military end use that's starting to be, become very big. A lot of it's in China, Russia, Venezuela. How do you know who you're selling to in China? What are they going to do with the products? And we actually go through and do a see-through on that and say, well, your customer over in China, where do they get most of their revenue from? And what happens if it's any technology that's going to China and the end use is in the military, or they get most of their revenue from selling to the military, you better watch your controls on those exports, okay? So we can supply your people with that type of information for them to make better decisions and work with the management on how to keep goods flowing, but stay compliant. That's, that's excellent, Joe. And I think so Andrew, to, to further, to further to that, to your point, you know, when, you know, the, the, the laws are constantly changing. Joe has said numerous times, one of the greatest things he loves about this industry is that as soon as you learn something, they go and change it. Right. So that's, that's the, the fun complexity of the world that we live in. But, you know, why don't you, you know, we can allow our customers to focus on making their widgets and leave the compliance to us, whether that's, you know, a detailed analysis on this forced labor prevention act or just even a classification project or deny party screening. I mean, it's critical for these customers to know who their customer is. Know your customer. You can't be shipping stuff all over the world. John, I, I guess that you're, you're hitting on something though that I was going to ask. So it's like, what you're looking at is being able to provide resources and, and, uh, and staffing for uh, a specific project or a specific timeline, or is it just always ongoing? Or I, I'm, I'm hearing it's more project-based in one respect. It could be, I mean, that's is, the thing we can, uh, that's, I mean, Joe, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, you know, I think what, what makes us unique is that we, we can be nimble. So we can, you know, Andy, if you have a one-off project, you know, we could, we could look at taking that on for you. I mean, or we can be as integrated and be a part of your company. I mean, we have, we have accounts where we use their provided equipment, laptops, and sign into their systems. We're effectively an employee of that customer, or we can work with a partner and, you know, act on their behalf, you know, a similar partner that can't handle the workload. So they have a monstrous project. They could give that to us and we can work on it for them and pass through. So it's any, it's anything. That's what I think is so, so exciting about what we can provide. You know, whatever the solution is, we can try to find a way to, to help you out. Yeah. And, and okay. So here's something. Un- understand ahead, one more thing there, Andy, is 
we are licensed customs brokers. We don't file entries and we don't have a filer code, but we are licensed to conduct customs business. And that's something we're seeing customs do more and more. There's been a couple of decisions lately that says, yes. you know, wait a minute, you know, you want to do classification from Canada? It's customs business and you can't do it from Canada, okay, unless you've got the proper oversight. Well, with Vigilant, we, we are using U.S. resources and tools to be able to do that work. And we're licensed and acknowledged by Customs and Border Protection to conduct that work. But if you're an executive, Joe, uh, of a company, what do you recommend, or Joe or John for that matter, um, for <clears throat> uh, preparing somebody, if you're wanting to consider outsourcing some functions or bringing in you guys for a particular project, chances are there is a compliance group um, that's already there and yet they're already stretched thin or they're, they're not, maybe they don't have the expertise, but they feel, may feel like they've been around there for a long time and, and whatnot. Do you have any suggestions for an executive or upper management in preparing to bring in a company like Vigilant or some other vendor to, to take on a scenario? Yeah, well, I want to start off there, Andy, by saying, you know, I've been doing this for mm -hmm. 35 plus years and question executives always say, Yo, is, how many, <laughs> how many people can you get rid of? And, you know, one guy I worked for would say it's butts out the door. How many butts out the door? And you'd have to, I would look at him and I would say, you know, look, it's not about butts out the door. It's about maintaining a level of compliance. You're not going to give me unlimited labor to re remove all risk and rightfully so. But what we have to do is get companies to understand is that it's about reducing that risk and what that biggest risk becomes. That's where Vigilant comes in. Allow us to do that daily work for you. So you're not bogged down within that restricted party screening. We find people all the time. They got mm -hmm. Fox watching the hen house. Customer service does it. Well, they're driven to get orders out the door, not to do the right thing. We've got trained teams that can do that. Classification, the same type of thing. Then it allows their teams to be more react or more proactive Effective. and dig yeah. into the details of these new programs that are coming up. Andy, you know, we, you, you were on one of my episodes of Trade Buzz with Joe. And what I do with mm -hmm. Trade Buzz with Joe is we, we talk about a lot of those issues that's coming up. Just did one a couple of days ago that talked about the changes to uh, 19 CFR Part 111, the broker regulations. And a lot of importers are going, hey, no big deal, no big deal. What they fail to realize is there's a section in there on brokerage oversight that says if you've got a customer that is doing something wrong, then you have to write a letter to them and put it into a file and document it. Now, understand what that means by them making that documentation. If they happen to go to that broker and say, tell me about this importer, those records are now discoverable. And you have to look at those. And they're not held in. They're not held in uh, in the uh, client privilege or yeah, the attorney-client privilege and, because of all that. It's it's a whole different ballgame. Yes. And that's what it is. Well, it also, if you find, you know, it, you take three or four months to go through and analyze the issue, and do a voluntary disclosure, and they go, okay, did your broker know about it? 
well, yeah, they told us three months ago and they go, oh, wait a minute. It took three months to file this uh, disclosure. You know, what is it? The value that we bring is we have all that data behind the scenes to help you with that. And then we do that day-to-day work so people can focus on making sure that they understand the implications of those regulations. They're working with their brokers and making sure there's no issues or concerns. A lot of times because trade is always stretched for resources. Um, it's just a fact in the end. Well, to your point is it, I, I think you hit on something though, is that by outsourcing the day in and day out type functionality compliance, or even a customer service type thing, or checking some things out that you're able to do, it would free up the staff to now apply their expertise into areas within that company. They know their company and they can navigate within their probably better than you or anybody else for that matter, but it now frees them up to be, to apply that expertise that they know of internal to the, uh, the company so that they're now more effective in their compliance role. So that I see that as a phenomenal thing. And, and that's one of those where in, in talking through with these clients, I guess the other scenario here is, um, and then John, let me throw this at you, I guess, is that in the things that y'all are doing, uh, whether it's a special project or not, are you able to help your clients reduce uh, exceptions? Yeah, I would. Yeah, absolutely. Because to your point, Andy, you know, focus on making your widgets. Let leave the compliance to us. We're the experts at it. You know, you don't need to try to, to boil the ocean. We already Joe, for example, is, has probably forgotten more than most people are ever going to learn, quite frankly. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. We can help reduce, you know, potential risk by helping support their internal staff, not replace them, not butts out the door, but support them and let them focus. We had a conversation, Joe, who was the gentleman uh, right before Christmas where he was in the same boat. He's like, I- I'm, I'm a one man show. And yeah, maybe he has a couple of people working for him, but I'm drinking from a fire hose. You know, he's like, I don't know what I don't know. And we just went through our our basic presentation and we discussed, and there were at least two or three things that he, the light bulb went off. And he's like, you could help me here. You could help me here. You could help me here. And so it's almost, you know, I, I don't mean to speak for you, Joe, but I think sometimes, you know, working with our customers is almost like a, you can see like almost a sigh of relief. They're like, oh, okay. You know, thank goodness I can, I can get some, get some support instead of me trying to do it all myself, you know, and I, that's, you know, I, and I'm new to Vigilant, you know, I've been here about seven months at this point, but that's a consistent theme that I've seen with the people that we've spoken with there. People need help. You know, it's people are busy, people need help. And, and the regulations are changing, the world is changing, and not necessarily for the better sometimes. And so, you know, your, your compliance is, is critical to your business, and we can be an extension of your business to do it for you. Hey everyone, we're getting ready for another annual ICPA event coming up the week of March 12th in Orlando, Florida. If you have been thinking of attending any of the ICPA conferences, this is the one you should not miss. There will be more sessions than any other conference with a guaranteed sell, so hurry and get your tickets today. We're also excited to share that Simply Trade podcast will be in attendance and we want you to be part of our show. Listen to episodes 14, 15, and 16 to find out why you can miss this conference. Don't know that I could have said it any better. Well, I see where. 
Wow. Yeah. I, well, I was just going to say is that it's it's where it, you know in, in what the services that y'all are trying are not trying but do provide. Um, it's you're coming alongside the compliance. You're not taking yeah. over. You're not trying to you know kick around no the door. Like, the you're means. coming alongside mm-hmm. them. But imagine imagine you're the uh, executive on the C-suite and you had you know ten containers come in that were made with Uyghur cotton and your compliance team didn't do their due diligence and every single one of those containers has to be either destroyed or re-exported and you got nothing to sell and you've got how many months of a supply chain you've already paid millions of dollars probably or hundreds of thousands of dollars i mean that's 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 a uh, tough conversation to have with the brass i would imagine but i would like to expand on that john is because one thing and andy you've seen the little wheel that i have trade compliance they don't sit in their own little kingdom they actually have to work with every department within the organization. Trade doesn't understand that that cotton is Uyghur cotton. They have to work with the supply chain team to make sure they understand what those rules are and create a partnership that says, hey, here's the additional vetting questions that you need to add when you go to certify a vendor. You need to add these to your contracts that you sign with the vendors that say, you know, you can't use any Uyghur forced labor, Um, whatever the case. And that's even from an export side as well. And and that's that's something that, that we need to see more and more of. But trade encompasses every department in an organization. Okay, trade is not an island unto its own in a past life. They were looking at um, changing the source on products to Brazil because the vendor says, oh, oh, yeah, you can use GSP. So supply chain manager came to me and said, you know, hey, is this eligible for GSP? And I looked up the HTS and I go, yeah, but you also have to make sure that your vendor understands because it's explicitly stated in the GSP regulations that the vendor must agree, if so asked by Customs and Border Protection, to open their books so they can prove that so much of the growth of that product was for that beneficial country. And when I went back to the supply chain manager with that and gave him the statue and the regulations, the the vendor goes, no, that ain't going to happen. And we didn't end up sourcing because they would have to add for that additional risk. They weren't interested in opening their books to anybody. And quite honestly, we don't know where they were getting all their products from. Were they just importing it and assembling it there? Which goes against what GSP is, right? General Generalized systems preferences is designed to benefit yeah. underdeveloped countries. And if they're just importing it and assembling it, that's not really benefiting that country. So that's the thing that... Well, there's another one... It- it's you, you, well, it's just as you're going to go, Joe, is like, for example, the, the NAFTA 2.0 or the U.S.-Mexico-Canadian uh, uh, agreement, uh, USMCA, I think is what we call it here. But <clears throat> it, that that's another g- great one. There's a lot of manufacturing, obviously, going down to Mexico, and, and uh, a lot of components are still coming from China. So they'll do the, 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 the assembly or something and they go through and the USMCA regs say that now that it's up the percentage of, uh, uh, requirement for North American, uh, country of origin for the goods, um, <clears throat> the, the raw goods. 
And so there's that plus, you know, there's a lot of China components that come in and they're getting hit with the China tariffs because the 301 tariff, because it has so many China components in it. Uh, well, that still comes back to, well, how do you vet that? And how do you look at these products and, and, and zero in, you got to have resources to, to be able to deal with that, not only on a specific project, but then also on a day in and day out basis. Yeah. Andy, uh, not too long ago, there was a manufacturer that made their product in China mm-hmm. and they got hit with the 25% 301 duties. So somebody had the bright idea, well, let's just pick up that assembly line and move it to Mexico. Yet they still brought in all those raw components from China. Well, the government got into it and they said, well, okay, well, let me, you know, issue, let me apply for a ruling. And they were quite disturbed when they found out that, yes, it was eligible for free trade agreement. So it had zero normal duties because it did qualify for USMCA, but they still considered it a product of China and was subject to 301s. It's counterintuitive, but those are the things that we're starting to see in the industry anymore. You know, the whole whole idea was to to put these additional duties on stuff from China, and people are trying to find ways around it. And rightfully so, they should, but they have to make sure they're doing the proper research so you don't end up with the repercussions of the cost of moving that line only to still get impacted by the, uh, the 301 duties. You talk about that granite countertop. The idea is, you know, and I've done this in past past lives, is where you, you, it's not only working with the supply chain team, but do you get with the designers, the engineers, and say, hey, wait a minute, is there a way that you can call this cabinet out and the granite countertop as a separate line item and price them each? Because if you integrate it into the cabinet, you're paying ADD on the whole thing rather than just on a granite countertop. So how can you tweak that design ever so slightly where now you're bringing in that, that granite piece that I don't know if it bolts on or whatever, but now you can bring that in and put it on once it gets to the U S and only pay anti-dumping on that granite. That's the value behind, I guess, bringing everything around is that, by giving your trade people the ability to do that research and do that work, Vigilant is the one that does that day-to-day task, so they're not having to focus on classifications or restricted party screening. We do that so they can now look at duty-saving op- opportunities. And, and Joe, we um, previously had a guest on our kickoff show, on our, our first show of the year, who um, very well put, I mean, George, um, George um, Tuttle, he very well put it this way. He said, where it used to be that trade was a matter of filling out the right paperwork and getting it in across borders, et cetera. It's now, trade has now become a barrier. You know, now you get these um, regulations and, 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 you know, like anti-dumping or, or the Uyghur and all that. Um, and so it's it's now a barrier, and and you now need to know how to deal with those barriers. Where whereas again, you know, before, yeah, you you had someone that knew very well how to fill out the Sandy Five Hundred One, you know, which 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 is fine and dandy, but you, you never knew know what what's going to get you in trouble. That's that's behind that. that Without it out, Layla. Yeah. 
so anyway, I just I just like that 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 fact, and and I like the fact that, that you can look behind the scenes, and maybe have the staff, the the in-house staff, fill out that paperwork where when you're making, you're helping them make those decisions in the background. Yeah, well, creating that partnership is very important. And uh, Andy, you know, we we've talked about this at ICPA for years. It is you've got to create those partnerships because. What happens is you build that trust, then they'll come to you and ask you proactive questions rather than you having to find the problem and go to them and go, wait a minute, I didn't know this was happening because that's when you're in trouble. All right. So let me ask you guys is that if somebody's looking at this and going, all right, you've got me hooked. This is an idea that I want to talk a little bit more on. I'm not prepared to sign a contract yet or whatever. What do you suggest that a, um, a a leader of a company executives of some kind um, what should they be looking at before they even reach out to you to say should they learn what their business is what their processes are or whatever or in, in looking at it so that you can look to see where the opportunities are or what do you suggest without uh, a doubt Andy follow up a little bit more yeah and without a doubt and one of our offerings is what we call an assessment where we'll come in and spend a couple of days with your folks and the value. And I mean, your folks can do that internally. The problem is, is that um, they may not have the depth of experience to be able to ask the right questions over the period of years. We've developed a script where we talk to all the departments and start asking questions. But the, the other thing that we do is we also validate in the sense that, well, here's what supply chain said, but does receiving agree with what supply chain said? We'll ask the same question, but what that does is it starts to show where the things that they need to do to improve their trade program. So it's all in all a great, it's a great thing. And that's what we get a lot of customers that want to do that. And then we write up what, where the, the shortcomings are, and then they can go off and fix it, or we can help them fix that. All right, guys, any last words to uh, wrap up today's show? This has been a good conversation. I'd love to do some more of this uh, with you guys. Uh, we're always here for you, for you guys. So you just let us know. We'll gladly come on. If you have a specific topic, um, we'll do that. And uh, I'll throw a shameless plug in for Trade Buzz with Joe. Um, you know, Of course. I was, about, I was about to say that. So go. I was going to say, Joe, uh, yeah, we'll put links for you also on the show notes. Um so that people can get to the podcast. So um, just so everybody knows, Joe does also have a, um, a podcast that um, on trade, a very different approach to what we do, but, but uh, um, good information as well. So, so we, um, you know, we do recommend that you take a listen when you have a chance at, at his um, uh, show as well. Thank you, Layla. Well, John, any last words from you? No, sir. I, I thank you and Layla both. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, it's been a pleasure and, uh, We'll hope you guys. Uh, we'll see you at ICPA here in the spring if we don't talk before then. We will. Yeah, yeah we we'll will see in you March. That, there you Appreciate you guys uh, bringing us on, and um, you know, I think it's a great thing you guys are doing. It's like Trade Buzz with Joe. It's about informing the trade community about what's going on, and we work together as a team, and that's that's the key thing. Well, Lalo, I guess uh, I, I got to tell you, this has been a good show. I want to do some more with uh, these guys uh, here in the future, but yes. uh, th this has been a good discussion. Anything from you, bud? 
No, I think uh, this is it. I mean, thank you all. And uh, um, we really appreciate that everyone listens in and uh, growing our audience. So thank you all for following and, and commenting. Yes. And uh, All right, guys. Thank you, you so much. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, guys, you take care. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye. Thank you very much for joining us. Simply Trade is brought to you by the generous contributions of Global Training Center. You can follow the show and GTC on LinkedIn or Twitter and other social networks. Make sure you check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. Also, make sure that you share this with a friend and subscribe on your favorite streaming platform. We really like hearing from you. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest in the show or would like to sponsor Simply Trade or suggest any topic you would like for us to discuss, please contact us via email at simplytrade at globaltrainingcenter.com or you can DM us on Twitter at SimplyTradePod. Thank you again for the privilege of your time. Happy trading. Simply Trade is not a law firm or an advisor. The topics and discussions conducted by Simply Trade hosts and guests should not be considered and is not intended to substitute legal advice. You should seek appropriate counsel for your own situation. These conversations and information are directed towards listeners in the United States for informational, educational, entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted for legal advice. No listener or viewer of this podcast should act or refrain from acting on the basis of information on this podcast without first seeking legal advice from counsel. Information on this podcast may not be up to date depending on the time of publishing and the time of viewership. The content of this posting is provided as is. No representations are made that the content is error-free. The views expressed in or through this podcast are those of the individual speakers, not those of their respective employers or Global Training Center as a whole. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast are hereby expressly disclaimed.